Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hey everyone, we are back for another episode of HR in 15. I am your host, Eric Foodham, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. We are joined once again today by, by Dr. Bob Scott, President Emeritus of Adelphi University. Um, we're gonna talk about um, the word success, what it means to be successful. Um, Bob has um, done a lot of research um, on, on this topic and I really feel it would be really useful for our audience to understand what, what, what it means. And I, I think we might be surprised of of, of, of Bob's, of, of our conclusions that Bob talks about. So we're going to uh, get right to it here. Uh, Bob, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? you? Oh, just uh, loving life and looking forward to our conversation. That being said, let's have our conversation. All right. So, Bob, I know you've written a lot on on being successful. So I know what a, one of your essays is actually very routinely called, what is success? Um, so what is success and what were your conclusions from you know the research that you've done over the years? Well, I'll never forget uh, years ago when I was president of Ramapo College, uh, when a, a wealthy benefactor uh, took me aside to talk about, uh, to give me some advice. And his advice was, uh, to understand that success is about money, status, and power. And I thought, hmm, those are objectives uh, of getting. And I, I had spent my, most of my professional life uh, as an educator and I thought more in terms of giving than getting. And so I thought success to me is really about, because anybody can be successful. Um, I'll never forget one time uh, I was on a big ferry. Uh, I think we were going from Seattle to Vancouver, or Vancouver to Vancouver Island. and. The waiter in the dining hall was so exceptional that I talked to my children about him as a real professional. He is the epitome of a successful waiter, a professional. And so it seems to me that how one uses his or her talent, whether God-given or accumulated through lots of practice, but how people use their talent uh, is one measure of success because there are people who squander their talents, even incredible talents, and lose the opportunity. And then the, the second dimension is that of time. How do people use their time? Do they waste their time? Do they spend their time only on self-interest? Um, in other words, are they interdirected uh, which is not bad if it's reflecting on what life is about, uh, but being interdirected uh, in terms of being selfish and not helping other people. 
then that's not a good use of time. If, if somebody sort of spends more time uh, at work than with family and, in fact, steals time from the family uh, to do more work, that's not the optimal use of time. And then there's treasure. Uh, there are people who were born into wealth and other people who uh, achieve wealth. Um, how do they use that treasure? Um, do they use it simply to make more money? There's nothing wrong with making money. The question is if the total focus is on making money, that to me is not a sign of success. But using one's treasure uh, to better the environment, to better humankind, it seems to me, uh, is a sign of success. So to me then, it's not about getting money, status, power. It's about giving of one's talent, time, and treasure. So interesting how you explain, you know, what, how time fits into being successful and the word treasure fits into being successful. So Bob, when we talk about the term ego, I know it's a kind of a big word, but what, even though it's three letters, but what, how does, how, how would you say ego fits in with being successful or does it? Well, ego as a, uh, in the sense of having a sense of self through self-reflection and having uh, confidence and poise, I think that's important part of being a successful person. I think when we talk about ego, sometimes we're really thinking about egotistical, that is to say, thinking always about only about oneself or, yeah, uh, only about oneself. But having a healthy ego, I think, is important. Right. And, and, I, and I go back to using your ego in terms of giving, right? And having that ego contribute to giving rather than getting. And I, and I think that's, you know, important, you know, to be successful. What, what about prominence, right? What happens if you're born into it or, you know, you gain it or whatever that looks like? Is that, is that a term of, of endearment here regarding success or maybe not? Well, I don't think prominence is synonymous with success because there are many people who would meet my criteria for success who are not at all prominent. You know, the little league coach or the softball coach in the, in the town field uh, who helps young people develop their skills and their sense of self-confidence, their ability to set higher goals and to persevere to achieve them would never have any prominence maybe beyond that ball field. And yet he's, he or she is being very successful in my definition of things. Right. So there are people who are prominent. I mean, the same applies to colleges, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are prestigious colleges that claim a lot of attention, but prestige is not the same as excellence. Um, and so I would say prominence is not the same as success. Well, in the, in the only thing I'll correct you is prestige, PEO, is excellent, right? Come on. Um, so... so <laughs> I, so, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> now, now you, you brought up college. So I do want to um, kind of correlate students now and graduates in colleges that are kind of struggling with, you know, working remotely or whatever the case is. 
what what how do we how do we talk to them and nurture them about what success could look like now that they're you know kind of in a different world than maybe they envisioned well i would talk to them about how they are making use of their talents their time and their treasure uh, even if their treasure is a negative balance account they still have uh, a treasure trove of memories uh, and relationships uh, that uh, can be supportive uh, i think this is a it's an interesting period in our lives to see who has the flexibility, the inquisitiveness, the self-confidence to figure out how am I going to make life in this shutdown. Uh, and because I'm active as a consultant uh, and on a couple of boards, I'm in Zoom sessions with a lot of people. And I'm, always, I'm struck by the people who seem morose and down, negative, um, even though they're not ill, I mean, not physically ill or, or in any other, not even mentally ill, but they are sort of giving up. Uh, I ask what they're reading, and they say, oh, I can't, I don't have, I don't have the energy to read. I think this is a, a great time for young people, in this case, the college students, to demonstrate how did I, how did I, what did I do during this period of, of general adversity how did i make t use of my time and talents and treasure is it do you think it's going to be harder for individuals that are graduating or even in college do you think it's going to be harder for them to be successful or do they just need to kind of change their thinking and work towards it maybe a little harder i mean because that that concerns me right that yeah. you know there's a lot of potential depression out there because people yeah. don't, individuals don't know what to do. They've never been in this situation. So, well, I think it's in terms of college students and school uh, students. I think it's incumbent upon uh, the faculty, the staff, uh, even all the students to uh, help others. Um, you know, none of us, or very few of us, that I can think of, make it through life uh, all by ourselves. You know, they're so-called self self-made man or woman, you know what? The people who helped them make it went to public schools, rode on public roads. There's a whole community that has created an environment in which those people were able to succeed. They didn't do it on their own. And so it's important that we, I, uh, when I was president of Ramapo College from 1985 to 2000, uh, I would visit about every, maybe three times a year, maybe every six months, I'd visit uh, the former president of Cornell, who was president when I was at Cornell as a, as a dean and a doctoral student, and I'd just talk to him about his career uh, and about challenges, and he would say to me, because he was probably 20 years or maybe 25 years older, he would say, Bob, secure your footing before you extend your reach. That's advice for life as it is, well as it is for mountain climbing. And then we would talk about what does that mean to secure your footing uh, before extending your reach. Before, be sure of your sense of place, uh, your sense of self, before making that big decision about a job change or something else. But he was a mentor. And I think it's incumbent upon those of us, all of us, 
to be mentors or mentor-like uh, to others, whether they are on our staff uh, or neighbors' kids uh, or students in the class. Um, so these students should not be left on their own. Uh, they, we need to inform them uh, that help is available and then make sure help is available. And that's the, one of the wonderful things about a campus, college campus community uh, is it's possible to have those relationships. It's more difficult during COVID, but it's not impossible. Can, can you imagine, you know, many years ago when, when, when you're having those discussions that that phrase, secure your footing before extending your reach would be so important in today's world? Like it's, you know, especially for our, you know, certain individuals or younger folks securing, you know, their, who they are and what they want yeah. to do is more difficult than ever. And it's so important though. And then they right. can move forward. So that is, like, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Would, would, is there anything else, Bob, that you want to offer our listeners in terms of what should they should be thinking about in terms of being successful? Well, uh, I just maybe hark back to something I did say, which is that uh, money is a means, not an end. Yeah. Time is not elastic, and we have to make good use of our time. Uh, our talents can either be nurtured or they can atrophy through lack of engagement, through lack of use. And so to me, the successful person is, is the one who is able to achieve an optimal, and optimal, not, not necessarily perfect, not, not the only, but optimal in terms of those three variables, uh, the optimal balance uh, in life. And that's what it's about, is, is living a fulfilling life. Absolutely amazing. Honestly, I, honestly, Bob, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. For our listeners, we spoke a lot about a lot on this, on this podcast. We're going to um, post um, Bob's essay um, regarding success, what is success on our, on our website. So please go to hrm15.com and you can access um, the, really this incredible research that, that Bob has done and, and really, you know, kind of really think about it. If any of you want to get in touch with with Bob, have any questions about anything we've we've spoken about regarding success or the, in our last episode of universities and, and COVID nineteen and and how you know students are coping, please feel free to email Bob directly at ras at adelphi edu, and and Bob looks forward to hearing from you. I, I have to tell you, Bob, you have an open open welcome on our podcast at any time. Thank you. Thank you so much for contributing today. Um, this has been great. Well, thank um, you. It's been fun. You bet. Um, if any of you want to check out more episodes of our HR 15, please search up HR 15 on your favorite podcast app or visit HR 15.com and you can gain access to Bob's work as well as future episodes and past episodes. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit PrestigePEO.com.